The portion of scripture that I wanted to, to share this morning is found in beginning with Romans chapter 1 verses 16 and 17. There are a few other scriptures that I do have to share this morning. I will mention these scriptures to you and you can go home and take note of them, read them and study them. The most important thing for each one of us here is, as we heard this morning, to live by the word of God. We heard it at, at the communion table where people don't just believe in Jesus and don't do what he says, but they do what Jesus says. And those are the, the ones who are not deceiving themselves. So I'm just going to read from the book of Romans chapter 1 and verses 16 and 17. And there's a place that I want to stress on this morning. That is the place where God has placed that verse upon my heart or that particular word. As you read through the Bible, you will notice as you come through the word of God, every word that God has spoken is precious. You cannot say that one word is less than the other because he's a God of his word. But when we come to preach the word of God and the spirit of God gives you a word to be spoken and that is the seed to be planted in your heart. And I believe this morning there's a seed that will be planted in your heart. If you open up your heart and say, Lord, I'm ready to receive your word, the Lord is ready to bless you. As we heard this morning that he is interested in you and he loves you. Romans chapter 1 verses 16 and 17 says, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to every one that believe it, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And that is part of the sermon that I wanted to share with you this morning. The just shall live by faith. And if you look at this verse, it is not just found only in one area in the Bible. Because you will notice scripture will always interpret scripture. And scripture will always bear witness to another scripture. And this is how you can remain in the truth and not go astray or to be led astray by various doctrines. You can find the very same scripture that we read here in the book of Romans. It's found in the Old Testament in the, in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, where it says, the just shall live by his faith. And then Galatians 3, 11, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. In all these places, you've got four places where the word of God tells you that the just shall live by faith. So what does that mean? I just wanted to share that part of, of, of this portion of the word of God. So, it is not just an Old Test uh, New Testament principle, but an Old Testament principle, which means to say God is a God of his word. He keeps his word. He never changes. God is a God you can trust with all your heart. So Hebrews 11, when you read Hebrews 11, you read the whole room of faith. You read of people who lived by faith and they obtained, it says, they never earned, but they obtained a good report by faith. And that is the kind of faith that we are going to look at now. So this kind of faith that we see the just shall live by faith is those who have been justified. That's the meaning of the word the just shall live by faith. Justification is the point at which you came to the cross. It's the point at which you came to Jesus. 
you recognize your state of sin you recognize that there was no other way for you no matter how much of good you could do could not save your soul you could do everything that the word of god tells you to do in a manner and yet not be able to save your soul because we are born in sin and there is not one that is righteous and so the word of god says you will thus be justified and that justification comes by faith in the lord jesus christ it is through faith in the gospel of the lord jesus christ and that is what paul is saying here this morning he says i am not ashamed of the gospel of christ for it is the power of god the gospel is the power of god it's not just some wishy washy uh, statement that we make to say when you come to jesus christ you get saved and you think nothing has happened in my life but when you come to the real place of justification when you come to that place where you've really confessed him when you have really said lord i need you and i cannot live without you you are my lord and my savior i have no other hope outside of you then he does one very important thing he sends his spirit into your heart if you have not received the spirit of god the word of god tells us then you have not yet come and been born into the family of god that spiritual birth is number 1 if it doesn't happen by the holy spirit you can say how much you want and you can do how much you want you can go to church how much you want and you will still not be justified it is in the scripture i'm not speaking out of my own authority so when he says the just shall live by faith it is the first principle it's the first principle for one to come into the family of god if you have been justified by the grace of god wherein the gospel has been preached for this is what paul says for therein that is in the gospel in the gospel of jesus christ is the righteousness of god revealed and that is the righteousness of god that you re- you receive by faith in what christ has done for you on the cross and this is by pure and absolute faith alone you know there's a saying that goes by christ alone in faith alone through grace alone and that is where you have received salvation for salvation you do not do one single thing it means jesus takes you out of darkness he takes you out of the hands of satan and he brings you into the kingdom of light you are transferred last week we heard the preacher who preached here and there were two things that were so powerful i wonder if you took something back home he spoke about reformation and he spoke about transformation reformation is you can take a person who is bad you can put him amongst good company among good people and he will get reformed he will start acting better he will stop swearing maybe he'll, he'll slowly give up his habits of alcohol he may give up uh, you know even drug addiction or whatever things that he is doing just think about that it's reformation we have lots of places in the world that have reformation they send you to rehab to reform you but what has happened with that it's only an outward change it's an external change of your behavior but there is no transformation happen within you you're not been changed from the inside you're not in the place of being renewed and being made a new creation but when you come to the lord jesus christ and you come to him in truth that is what he does he transforms you there's a big difference between reformation and transformation So this morning is a question i will keep asking you quite often because it's the most serious question have you been transformed by the lord jesus christ have you been changed on the inside 
because when you are changed on the inside he will work on the inside and he will change your whole nature we go and tell people do not steal we tell them you know do not commit adultery do not do all these things it's really not going to benefit them in the way because they cannot help themselves it's impossible for them to help themselves but when you point them to the gospel of jesus christ and you point them to the cross when they come to christ jesus does the work of sanctification he does the work that you and i cannot do he begins to make you holy from the inside because now you have the holy spirit living inside you and because he is holy all that you can expect from the holy spirit is holiness even when your will and even when your flesh is trying to take you away and trying to make you commit those things that you did in the past you no longer have its desire the desire is lost because now you live under a new administration you're under the new government and that is the government of the holy spirit and so how wonderful to know that the cross of jesus is not to say just jesus died for my sin and i thank you lord that my sins are forgiven but now leave me alone let me live my life it has never worked that way you have never been justified and this is what the scripture says this morning and that's what paul is laying that foundation in the book of romans straight away so if you have been justified by faith in christ and you receive the spirit praise the lord today you stand as if you have never sinned because you will hate the sin that you you do and you will never want to do it again and in the eyes of god you stand clean and god has made you perfect blessed be the name of the lord and from that from that if that is genuine this is the second part of the sermon that i want to share because if that is not genuine then the second part will not work it's an operation of the holy spirit you will know it in your life people will, will begin to see the fruit in your life you yourself will begin to see the change in your life and this is what the word of god says so it is through faith that we got saved but it's also through that faith comes another faith it's through that faith now the holy spirit is leading you what happens now the word of god becomes number one to you if the word of god has never become one to you and then there's a dangerous place i always question that i ask myself that question about justification because this is number one nothing outside the word of god the bible is the word of god jesus is the word of god we read that in the book of john in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and it goes on to say and the word was made flesh the word came he dwelt among us and it, it is that word that we have today this morning blessed be his holy name if you go to the next portion of scripture in romans chapter 10 again verse 16 and 17 i was looking at it only this morning to see it was romans 1 16 and 17 and romans 10 16 and 17 it's going to be easy for you to remember so to go back to these scriptures don't just believe everything that a preacher says from the platform it is for you to go and search the scriptures you need to search the scriptures this is what the berean people did when they heard paul preaching the gospel paul was written nearly a third of of the bible they did not just say oh because paul is saying it we are going to receive it they went back and they searched the scriptures to verify to know if it is true 
That has got to be your part, and it's got to be my part. I'm not preaching to you, it's also for me. What is for you is also for me. Romans 10, 16, and 17, where Paul speaks about how we are saved, and he speaks about the confession of our mouth, and by that confession of our mouth and believing in our heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you get saved. You come into the family of God. And then he goes on to say in verse 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. And he's speaking primarily here about the Jews. But it's not only for the Jews. It's also for the Gentiles. Because Paul went to preach also to the Gentiles. And not everyone obeyed the gospel. I wonder this morning how many have truly obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is a challenge to your heart this morning. And then he goes on to say, For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? And then he comes to this part of the scripture. And he says, So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So one faith is justification. You believed in Jesus and you got saved. And out of that genuine faith, there comes genuine obedience. Because the Holy Spirit now leads you in obedience. And that is what Paul is speaking over here. Faith will come by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you become hungry for the word of God. You begin to seek the word of God with all your heart. Because you know therein, that is your spiritual food. Like if you don't have your natural food over a long period of time, you end up in a state where you are malnourished. And if you don't have it over a longer period of time, you can die. That's for your natural state. How about your spiritual state? Have you ever considered that your spiritual state can die if you do not nourish it on the word of God? And that's what happens when you've been truly justified. You come to faith in Christ, but that leads you to this place, and it says, then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And this kind of faith really accompanies salvation. It's a faith that comes after salvation. But a lot of people do it the other way around. They think, by doing all these things, I am saved. But the word of God says, no, when you've been justified, and the Spirit of God is living in you, now there's a working within you. And that's what Paul speaks about. He says about working out your salvation with fear in trembling, for it is God who works in you. God who works in you to do two, two things, both to will and to do. To make you willing and for you to be able to do His good pleasure. And that is how we know that we've been truly born of the Spirit. And that is what it is to be born again, to be born into the family of God. When spirit gives birth to spirit, while flesh will give birth to flesh, flesh will make you do all the things of the flesh, but the Holy Spirit, he, will, he is the one who operates in you, and he is the one who will help you to put your flesh to death. You modify your deeds of the flesh through the spirit, not by your own abilities. Your own abilities one day will fail you, one day you'll get so discouraged with not being able to not do the things that you don't want to do that you'll go and indulge in it. But when the Holy Spirit works in you, He is God. 
the spirit of god he is god he is in the godhead we believe in father son and holy spirit three persons in one the father the son and the spirit three of them work in your salvation you are thrice sealed and then paul will go on to say later we will read how you are sealed by the holy spirit and that's the most wonderful precious gift to receive for a born again believer or for one who says i believe in the lord jesus christ so this kind of change is total and complete faith in the word of god now you will not go to anything else outside the word of god this is the kind of faith that we spoke about that produces real obedience at this point i'd like to stop to bring us to things that happen in the world when i say in the world rather i would say churches not the world that many people have what is called a mixed faith i wonder if you've heard of that mixed faith it's mixed up with all kinds of things it's mixed up it's so mixed up that it's actually messed up and that is why they end up in a great mess and you can see that when the world looks at such kind of christians they think what is wrong with the christians they are just like us they are no different than us and they call themselves saved and they think they are going to heaven if they they, they think they are going to heaven i am also going to heaven because i live just like them and they live just like me that mixed faith is a dangerous faith when you have it's called spiritual fornication if you look in the scriptures if you go down to the book of revelation i shared this the last time and paul has often said he says it's not grievous or hard for me to say the same things to you but it's better for you to hear it it's better for me to hear it if you keep hearing this over and over again remember paul said that you rather hear this over and over again until you come to that place and i praise god for those who have truly come to this place and have truly received the spirit of christ and they begin to serve the lord and you begin to see that fruit of the spirit working in their life and that is the most precious place for a believer so there are christians who are mixed up they are not completely based on the word they have a faith that will accomplish little or nothing and ultimately it makes them shipwrecked and finally they come to the point where they say i don't believe anymore have you heard that people say i do not believe anymore it makes us baffled you hear of them moving from one religion to another they go from one faith to another either they denounce jesus or they believe that jesus is one among and that is a very sad state and the reason why this morning i went to the first part the first principle is being justified truly justified if you have been genuinely justified if you have genuinely received the spirit of god he is the one who's at work in you because he knows your heart god knows your innermost thought the thought that is hidden in your heart that i cannot see the thought that's hidden in my heart that you cannot see god knows it he sees it he knows my motives he knows my intentions no anyone who tries to cover his sin the word of god says he will not prosper but if you confess your sin no matter what your sin is no matter how bad it might sound you can confess that sin to the lord jesus christ because he is faithful and he is just he is your faithful high priest you have one faithful high priest 
not the priesthood of men, but the priesthood of God. And he has gone into the heavens, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. His position is intercession, his position. He's not murmuring and muttering always to the Father, as some people think. But what he did on the cross, and he accomplished, by that finished work on the cross, Jesus sitting on the throne denotes his majesty and his authority. And it is there, from that place, that our faithful high priest, who is also your advocate, he is also your good shepherd. He is the only way. He is the door. He is the truth. He is the life. He is also your judge. Don't forget that. Jesus is also my judge. Because on the day of judgment, he will judge the whole world. And he will judge them by the gospel of Jesus Christ. He will judge them by his word. And if we do not stand to obey his word, then we will also be condemned. So that is a place to think about this morning. The scripture goes on to say and declare that whatsoever is not of faith is sin. In a believer's life, whatsoever is not of faith is a sin. If you don't believe, if you don't believe in the scripture and do, it is a sin. And sometimes we can be in a place, is this right, is this wrong? So how then can you come out of that? And that's what we've just heard. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Keep reading the word of God. Get the word of God into your heart until the spirit of God begins to speak the word of God back to you. And then you hear the word of God. You begin to hear the voice of God. The, God's voice is in his word. It is spirit and, and life. That's what the scripture says. His word is spirit and it's, in it is life. And that spirit begins to speak back to you. While money is the commodity or currency of this world, and without money, it seems you can do nothing in the world. And I heard people say, it's money that makes the world go round. Is that right? Absolutely wrong. God set the world in motion. When he spoke the word, the world went in motion. When he says stop, it will stop. Money does not make the world go round. He brought the world into existence by the word of faith. It doesn't mean now that God has faith. He spoke and it came into existence because he is a God of his word. It tells you this morning that you can trust God upon his word. He said, I am that I am. It means I am who I said I am. And I will do what I said I will do. Can you trust him? Can you believe that what he said will come to pass? And as we heard this morning, he said he is coming back, and he is coming back. If you look what's happening in this world today, the world is lying and calling it climate change. It is not climate change. It's the prophecy of the word of God. Matthew 24 tells you, these are the things that will happen before I return. And he tells you, be watchful, be careful. And that's one of the scriptures that we had at the beginning of this year in Mark 13.33. He said, what did he say? Does anyone know that scripture? Watch and pray. Watch and pray, lest you fall into temptation. If you, that word watch is not just looking with your eyes. It's paying careful attention. And the careful attention that we can have is through the word of God and by the spirit of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is why Christians are rejoicing. 
When they see all these things happen, they are rejoicing and the world's wondering, what is going wrong with you? You're rejoicing because the king is coming back. Because what he said, he said, I'm going to come back and that where I am, you may be also. Is that not something for us to rejoice? I don't want to be part of this world anymore. I don't want to be part of this system anymore. I want to be part of the kingdom of God because that kingdom is eternal. This world is going to pass away. Real estate is not real estate. It's temporary. Imagine the world gives you and says, this is real estate. Buy it. You live all your life to pay off a mortgage. At the end of it, you die. And you do not take a grain of sand, but the sand covers you at the end of it. But we have a real estate in the kingdom of God. And that's what Jesus promised. Would you live your life for that? Would you rather invest in the kingdom of God? Amen. Okay, but you have salvation in Christ. Jesus promised eternal life. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he will die, yet shall he live. And he demonstrated that. When he died, he rose again the third day. Is that right? Jesus came back to life on the third day. He's the only man who demonstrated and said, I am the life. And he came back to life. Why did he did that? His death was not a tragedy. We've spoken that year. His death was a triumph. He defeated death that you and I will know that when you die, it's not the end of your life. It's the beginning of your life in eternity. You enter into the presence of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So, do you want to be rich in faith? Do you want to be rich in this currency? Then you have the word of God. Spend all your time that you can get in the word of God because that is the currency you need for the kingdom of God. You don't need Bitcoin that you cannot see and cryptocurrency. Those things are going to come into the world and rob everyone of everything that they have. But people are investing their money and thinking they're becoming richer and richer. But the devil is throwing a noose around your neck. And when it comes to the end of it, he will pull it and that's it. It's over. It's finished. But blessed be the name of the Lord that we can trust in him. You can lose everything in this life, my friend. Everything. You can lose your home. Possibly you might lose your family. I do not want you to lose your family unless they've come to Christ, they have not been lost. But you can never lose one thing. You'll never lose your soul if your soul has been committed to Jesus. And he says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You cannot give anything in exchange for what Christ has done at the cross. What a wonderful hope we have. This is why you need to believe. When you believe with all your heart, the Holy Spirit will work in you. Many people think this is a fantasy. People say this is an imagination of your mind. I can challenge you, it's not the imagination of your mind. If you've come to the reality of the truth, to live in the reality of the word of God, you will know who Jesus is. He says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Have you tasted him? Have you tasted the Lord Jesus Christ to know that he is good, that he is the one who loves you and he is the one who paid the price for you? So if you want this kind of faith, the word of God says it will come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
God's word speaks of great faith. I just want to speak a few things from the scripture. There were many instances in the word of God. There are people who had great faith, wonderful faith. And, and Jesus marveled at their faith. The reason why he marveled, it's not that he was amazed. He knew. It was not found among the Israelites or the Jews. It was found among those who were not Jews. And they understood and they knew what authority was in the name of Jesus. And they believed him with all their heart. And Jesus said, I've never found such faith like this in all of Israel. And then there were people of little faith. And then there were people of no faith. Three categories of people. So if you don't have faith, there's one way to get faith. And that is by hearing the word of God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Remember, the disciples of Jesus went to him and said, Lord, increase our faith. They are the disciples of Jesus. And they asked him, Lord, increase our faith. It is a very valid prayer for you and me. Lord, increase my faith. I want my faith to increase. I do not want to be on the decrease. Because there's going to be a challenge to your faith. And this is where... The world says, there's a statement, when the rubber hits the road. It's not when the rubber hits the road. It's when you go through the fire. And when you go through the water. And when you get tested. Will your faith remain? Will your faith remain? I'm going to speak about Peter this morning. What happened to Peter? Remember, when Peter denied Jesus. And Jesus told him, you will deny me. You know, and, uh, the third time when Peter denied Jesus, Peter wept. He wept because he knew he had done wrong. But before that could happen, Jesus told Peter. And Jesus never told him that he was going to take away the temptation from him. Jesus never told Peter, I will remove this test from you and I will make your walk very easy. So you can have a happy-go-lucky life. He didn't say that. He said, Peter, Satan sought to sift you like wheat. If you look at wheat, when it is sifted, the real wheat will come out and you'll have the chaff. You can either be the chaff or you can be the wheat. You can have what is real on the inside. And that's what Jesus was talking about. We, we read it, at, uh, Paul was talking about. And yes, it is the Lord speaking about it too. Being justified, being truly born again, Truly receiving the Spirit of God, having him on the inside, dwelling on the inside. And so Jesus tells Peter, I prayed that your faith will remain. Could we ask the Lord this morning that our faith will remain? And do you believe that Jesus who is sitting at the right hand of the Father, when he prayed that prayer for Peter, he also prayed that prayer for the church? John 17 in John 17, it's a priestly prayer of Jesus when he prays for the disciples and Jesus prays for the church. He does not pray for the world, but he prays for us who are in this world because he knows that we are the ones who have come to him and said, Lord, you alone have the words of eternal life. Lord, we will not go to anyone else but you, just like Peter said. So Peter was sifted, but what happened to Peter? He told Peter, when you are strengthened, and converted, go and strengthen your brethren. So when you go through a trial, when you go through a hardship, when your faith is challenged, when your faith is tested, it is the point where actually you are going to grow. God has got you in a place where he knows. 
He knows how much you can bear. He knows through that situation you will call upon the Lord. And so when sickness comes, when hardship comes, when financial problem comes, when everything goes wrong against you and you begin to lose it all, do you cry out and say, Lord, where are you? You promised me everything, Lord, in this life. But if you know him, you'd say, Lord, I bless your holy name. I thank you for this wonderful, precious gift of Jesus Christ, my Lord. I thank you because God is still on the throne. He will remember his own. His promise is true. He will not forget you. God is still on the throne. Do you believe that in the bottom of your heart? You can lie in a hospital almost dead and believe that he will raise you up from the dead. Because God is a God of his word. God is a God of his word. And yet, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, you can read and hear what happened. There were some who believed and they did not receive the promise. They did not receive the promise. Believing does not mean that you get everything you want that is found in the word of God. Faith is on this wise. Faith is, it does not mean, now I can rearrange the world, because Jesus said, if you have faith, you can say unto this mountain, be moved and cast into the sea, and the mountain will be moved. Do you think you're going to rearrange the world by moving mountains? He's speaking about obstacles in our life. He speaks about hindrances in our life. But faith is on this wise. Even if you do not receive whatever you are asking for, would you still believe that Jesus died on the cross for you? That is a question that is far above everything else. Job lost everything. But what did he say? He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He gives and he takes away. What he gives is good, but even what he takes away is even better. Because there can be a big hindrance in your life that is preventing you from having a wonderful relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So bless the Lord even when he takes away. Because Job said, I know that my Redeemer lives. And I know that he will stand on that last day. My Redeemer. Do you know your Redeemer this morning? Have you come to that place to find him? The enemy is going to keep looking for various ways and means to attack your faith. Be on your guard. He's not going to let you off. So your faith will be challenged. Your faith will be tested. And we read in the book of Ephesians about the shield of faith. If you have the shield of faith, you can quench the fiery darts of the enemy. And this shield of faith is one of the weapons that God has given us. One of the armor that God has given us. So we can quench the fiery darts of the enemy. So blessed be the name of the Lord. Our God, he takes care of you fully and completely. You can now live with the assurance of salvation. You can live not thinking you're walking on eggshells. You can live with the promise and the assurance that Jesus of Nazareth has redeemed your soul when you have come to the cross and you receive the Spirit of God. So the first principle, if it has never happened in your life, then everything else is going to fall apart. Everything else is going to not make sense to you. You read in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 12 to 14. We'll read this portion of scripture. It says that we should be, that all of us here, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first, remember the word first, the first principle, who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted 
after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. That is what happened when you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, in whom, that's Jesus, after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. A seal was put upon you and God said, now you are mine. Have you heard that from God saying you are mine? When God says you are mine, you are his. Because he says, I have written you upon the palms of my hand. And Jesus also said, your names are written upon the palms of my hand. Who can snatch you out of the hands of God? Can nakedness? Can tribulation? Can persecution? Can hardship? Can trial? Can all those things snatch you out of the hands of God? Found there in the book of Romans chapter 8. Nothing can snatch you out of the hands of God. When you've truly come to the cross and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and his word has become your everything and he's deposited his Holy Spirit in you and he goes on to say, in whom after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. I want to leave you with a question this morning. Have you been justified? Have you been justified? Ask yourself this question. And if you've not been justified, you have an opportunity today. You don't need to stand up. Because I don't need to see your heart. I don't need to see your hand. I do not need to, to, to teach you a prayer like a parrot. I can teach a parrot to say something and the parrot will say it without meaning it from its heart. But if the Spirit of God has spoken to you this morning, if you've not been justified by faith, if you've not received the promise of the Holy Spirit, even if you haven't been born into the kingdom of God, today you can be born into the kingdom of God. Right where you are, God sees your heart. He knows your thoughts. If you cry out to him, and if you call out to him, that's what Romans 10 says. The word of faith is so near you, it's in your heart and in your mouth, that if you confess the Lord Jesus Christ with your mouth, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. That is the promise of the scripture. You will have the assurance of salvation. So I just want to close this morning and say, do not leave this place. Do not go home. You do not know what may happen on the road. Your time is not in your hand. You may think you live another 10 years. I do not know if I will live tomorrow. But I praise God what Paul said, for to me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Because I know the Lord Jesus Christ, death is not a problem for me. Death is gain for me. But if you die without knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, there's no gain. There's a terrible place, a place called hell. Hell is real. Hell is more real than what you and I can think. If you think that what this world is going through is hell, it is not hell. People say it is hell. It is not hell. Hell is so terrible. It's such a terrible place of torment. It's a place where God does not want you to go, but it's a place for sin. It's a place where sinners who will not receive the precious gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, they will reject him all their life. They will go down to the place. Good people don't go to heaven. Sinners who are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, they are the ones who go to heaven. Their goodness is not going to take you there. So this morning, I'm going to ask you, while you are there, I'm just going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, to move upon 
those who have not yet come to Christ, that He might bring you to the place. Because no man can convert you, but the Holy Spirit will convert you, if you have truly meant that. Thank you, Lord. Oh, precious Father, I thank you today for your word. I thank you, Lord, that your word is truth, Lord. Lord, I pray that you will watch over your word and see, Lord, it being performed. I pray, Lord, wherever your word has been sown this morning into the hearts of anyone, Lord, who has not yet made their commitment to you, Father, who have not been justified, I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you'd move upon their heart. Lord, only you can bring one to you, Father. Only you know the thoughts and the intentions of the heart, Father. We come at them to you, Father, for we know, Lord, we have a heaven to win, Lord, and a hell to shun. And Lord, I pray that this will be, Lord, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as I come at them into your hands this morning. Blessed be your holy name forever.